what's up everybody so recently i've been watching all the pirates of the caribbean movies i told myself johnny depp loses this case i'm not watching another pirate movie until i get the ending of jack sparrow and unfortunately right who's the girl that plays harley quinn in the suicide squad she's rumored to be a part of the new reboot and the Rock is rumored to be part of the new reboot, and they're not going to play Jack Sparrow, right? Margaret Robbie, she's rumored to be a new lead, or The Rock is rumored to be the new lead. They're going to play new characters. They're not going to play Jack Sparrow. Point being, if they don't finish the Jack Sparrow story with Johnny Depp, I'm not watching it. And those movies are going to tank because... Out of spite, they'll tank. They could be the best movies in the world. Out of spite, they will tank. And on the flip side, because it's already announced that they already cut Amber Heard from Aquaman 2, that movie's gonna skyrocket. It could be the worst movie in the world, but for the mere fact that she's not in it, it's gonna skyrocket. The jury's still in deliberation. We'll see what happens. But, come on. Disney... Don't mess this up. Let Johnny Depp come back and do the final. And it was supposed to be the final Jack Sparrow movie because I think they wanted to reboot it after this sixth one. This was supposed to be the last Jack Sparrow movie. But enjoy the fights this weekend. Alexander Volkov versus Rosinho Rosenstrike. Then next weekend we got, um, I was going to say Hamza Chimaya. We got Iri Prochaska versus Glover Teixeira. Yana Yongjing Jack versus Wei Li Yang and Valentina Chevchenko versus Talia Santos. Alright, guys, enjoy the fights. Deuces. Remember to follow me on Instagram, Punch in the Mouth Official, and then official underscore PITM on Twitter. Alright, deuces. Peace. What's going on, everybody? Today we're gonna talk about Rosinho Rosenstrike versus Alex. Is his name's not Alexander Volkov, is it? It is, but I keep on calling him Volkanovsky. I want to call him Alexander Volkanovsky, but his name is Alex Volkov. It is Alexander Volkanov. I mean Volkov. There's also Alexander Volkanovsky. So Danny Gable fight. Move, move, Evolev. Michael Trezano will fight Lucas Almeida. Pauliana Otello will fight Karin Silva. Ashusev will fight Odin Osborne. Alonzo Manifel will fight Askar Mazoharov. And Felice Herring will fight Carolina Kovalkiewicz. There's not a lot of big names on this card, but they sneak up, man. So I hope everybody's doing well. I know I just jumped into it without the intro and everything, but it's okay. Kind of short time here.
So Alexander Volkov versus Rosinia Rosenstrike is that classic cumulative fighter puncher versus the one-hand knockout artist. Like, Volkov could be winning this fight. Remember him versus Derek Lewis? He was winning the whole fight. Then Derek got mad and just cracked him so hard that it knocked him out in the third round. So we'll see, man. Dan 50K Ige, he's always a good fight to watch. So we shall see what happens. Let's look at the ranking for the heavyweight fight. I know they're in the top 10 off the top of my head. I don't know. They each stand, you know what I mean? So let's see. Let's see. Let's see where they both stand. Let's get confused with these. So Francis is champion. Cyril's one. Stipe's two. Ty is three. Curtis is four. Derek is five. Tom Aspinall's Volkov. So there's seven and eight. So at this point, Volkov is just trying to defend his ranking. Because he just lost to Tom Aspinall and Tom Aspinall. Is about to take on Curtis Blades in July in London. There's that. Um, as far as who I think is gonna win, like I said before, can Volkov fight smart enough to stay away from the power hit, or will Rosinho be able to land a big flush power shot right out the gate? We shall see. It's gonna be a fun fight. Don't miss that one. Um, what else? So MMA Junkie, they put out, um, I guess they, no, 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 they didn't interview Big John. Big John has the Weighing In podcast with Josh Thompson. And he said, what I mind seeing, when, okay, I'll explain this later. But the quote is, would I mind seeing him against Kamaru? No, I wouldn't. Other than this, Kamaru would stand with him until he started getting lit up and then He's going to go in and use his wrestling. Big John McCarthy on Nick Diaz requests to fight Kamar Usman. So if you don't know, you know how Nick and they have that clothing brand represent? They were in Arizona and they made Brandon Moreno part of the team. He was also there. TMZ somehow got information that they were going to be there, got into the signing. And they started talking to him, first of all. It's a weird interview because Nick's standing there taking pictures, signing autographs. And the dude's like talking to him and like you can see like Nick isn't really interested, but he's not being rude to him. But yeah, I think I could be Kamaru. But Nick's always said like things like that, right? Like you'd be like, what? You you just lost to Robbie. You want to fight Kamaru Usman? What? That doesn't make any sense. But Nick and Nate have always been like that. So I went to go look for the actual article where this clip was um that they the full-blown article that they wrote about. Why is my mouse not working? I hate when stuff doesn't work. There we go. Here we go, here we go. I'm not going to read the whole thing. John McCarthy, Kamar Usman will get lit up by Nick Diaz resort to wrestling. John McCarthy doesn't think UFC welterweight champion Kamar Usman will stand with Nick Diaz for too long if they fought. In a recent interview with TMZ, Diaz stated that targeting at the end of the year return and that he'd like to challenge Kamar Usman for the title. Diaz didn't look to be in the best form when he returned from a six and a half year layoff against Robbie Lawler last September. The fight took place at middleweight and Diaz was stopped in the third round, but McCarthy thinks Diaz would be a handful for Usman's stand. If there's one thing that you know about Nick, he's going to come with everything and give you everything that he's got, McCarthy said on his weighing in podcast. Would I mind seeing him against tomorrow? No, I wouldn't. Other than this, Kamaru would stand with him until he started getting lit up, and then he's going to go and use his wrestling. 
which he would, which he should. I'm not saying he shouldn't, but what is nigga always complaining about people wrestling? And then it's on the ground and it's gonna end up being yeah. He can try and use a submission game and stuff, but I don't think that Kamaru would end up standing with Nick that long. That much out of the first round. Things will start to become difficult. That doesn't make sense. That much out of the first round, things will start to become difficult. I guess they're implying that as the fight goes on, Kamaru would just like use his wrestling and overwhelm him. But they went on to explain that Diaz, the former WC and Strike Force champion, will use his volume to overwhelm Usman, who he sees naturally resorting to his decorated wrestling background. He's a handful as far as the way he creates situations today. He's just touch, 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 and he'll throw power in there, and he'll take shots to give shots, and he just keeps this bizarre action going that makes you start to become more of a defensive than offensive, McCarthy said, and, and you end up saying, through this, and when you've got the wrestling background, you're Kamar Usman, you go. I'm taking him down, and that's what I see here. So basically, he's saying, Nick would... Start getting the better him in the stand-up and just resort to his wrestling to take him down. Um, this is an interesting take on it. And then, of course, the comments ridicule Big Jump McCarthy. This is an interesting take on it because you guys remember the Damian Maia fight where, where Kamara wanted no part of the ground game. We we're going to get mad about what I'm about to say, but Nick Diaz Jiu-Jitsu is at that level. Like, it's an interesting fight because do I believe Nick will win? No. But do I believe he has a chance? Yes. I believe he has a better chance than Masvidal did. And people are going to tell me, well, Masvidal got knocked out by um, Kamar Usman. And he beat him when he was bad. I'm like, yeah, but. And a lot of people say, well, Nick gave up in, in his last fight with Robbie. He was out of shape. Did you guys see the shape he was in? He was out of shape. If you, if anything, you should be impressed by what he did in the first round because he was fighting backwards the whole time and he was winning the fight. But you don't think, unless he comes in out of shape like he did last time, if he comes in shape, I would want to see what he can do. Am I saying he's going to win? No, but I'm saying it's more competitive than we think. And I don't like talking like this about the Diaz Bros because people say I love them too much, that I give them too much credit where they don't deserve it. But I'm just saying think about the skill set he presents. Kamaru doesn't throw too many leg kicks. If anything, I see it going as the first um, Jorge Masvidal fight where he's just up against, has him up against the clinch and neutralizing him. You know what I mean? That's what I feel. I don't even think he's going to go to the ground because that gives Nick a chance to submit him. If not, create scrambles, get him tired, and beat him in the later rounds. I'm just saying, is it going to happen? I don't know. Do I want to see it happen as a fan? Yes, but only if Nick takes it serious. If he does not take this serious, I don't want to see him fight again. Please, Nick. He, he, his name is very valuable that I believe he can make money doing other things than fighting. So, if he doesn't want to fight, don't make him fight. Please. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Should be good. Should be good. But let's speculate. If it's not Kamar Usman, who would it be? I'm going to throw a name in there, and I say it's Jorge Masvidal. They both lost their last fight, of course. Masvidal lost to Kobe, and Nick lost to Robbie. But it's still a good fight. 
I think it's it'll be a better fight than when Masvidal fought Nate because Nick will be created if Masvidal catches him. Instead of falling backwards, Nick would sit down. So when Masvidal would try to come in to get him, Nick could pull him into his guard. You know what I mean? He would do it a lot in his fights. Like if you paid attention, he would do it a lot in his fights. So that's cool. Let Let's look at the ranking. Are they? Bam. I'm gonna go to welterweight because that's what he's talking about. You got Colby, you got Leon, you got Hamza, you got Gilbert, you got Bula, you got Vicente, you got Stephen Thompson, you got Jorge Madrigal, you got Sean Brady, Neil Magny, Mike Yessa, Jeff Neal, Lee Ji Lang, Michael Pereira, and Shafkat Ragmarov. Honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing him fight Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy's not new because another thing that interview said is he doesn't want to fight a new guy. He wants to fight like somebody with the name. And there's Mike Chandler out there. Mike Chandler said he'll go up to 170. I don't know if any of this is going to happen, right? It's just speculation. But there's that. Again, this one might be short since there was no MMA. Now let's talk about... I don't find this funny, but... I guess it's something to talk about. UFC Costa hit with criminal complaint after allegedly striking nurse during COVID class. Paulo Costa has some explaining to do. The UFC middleweight contender was hit with a criminal complaint after being questioned by police in Belo Horizon. Brazil. Costa, 31, is accused of striking a healthcare worker at the local medical center after she failed to issue an immunization card for COVID-19 vaccine. The nurse in question claims they erased her one of the card with, but not the vaccine. Costa insisted he was vaccinated and simply wanted a record of immunization, so he grabbed a completed card and attempted to leave the scene. However, the aforementioned nurse grabbed the 13 and 2 middleweight to prevent him from taking it. The hulking Brazilian who den- denies throwing an elbow broke free during the ensuing stroke. The nurse poorly suffered a swollen lip in the altercation. No word yet on whether or not the latest incident will interfere with his upcoming fight against former middleweight champ Luke Rockhold in August. Costa, who has not competed, is losing to Marvin Vittori at UFC Vegas 41 here in court later this year to account for his COVID clash, but that day has not been hurt. Um, what can you say about this? I don't know, man. It's sad. People are following the rules, and this shouldn't have happened. And you're going to get people on both sides of the spectrum, right, saying, why are they making him do that? If he doesn't want to do it, he shouldn't have to. But at the end of the day is, you don't do that to somebody. Allegedly, he hit her with an elbow, right? He's a professional fighter. He doesn't need to do that to somebody just doing their job because he wanted if what they're saying is true this article saying he wanted to obtain it obtain it illegally because there's no way he was vaccinated and didn't have a card even if you lose it there has to be um things in place that help you get it virtually you might not have a physical copy but you have an electronic copy some like here in the states they have pro like I don't know if everywhere, but where I live, they have my chart, and it shows that you're vaccinated. So just because he doesn't have the physical copy, if he truly is vaccinated, 
he I'm pretty sure they have digital copies somewhere. So, I believe Paulo looks really bad here. I'm not saying if he is or isn't vaccinated. That's not what I'm trying to say here. But by the looks of things, allegedly he's not. And he just wanted the immunization card. But at the end of the day, people should feel safe at their job. So, I hope they figure this out. I do like to see Paulo succeed. Because he is a good fighter. Does he do things? Sure. But who doesn't do things that we're like, whoa, what the heck? You know, so this is I, I don't have much to talk about, but this is the last thing on my notes. But then I want to play a game. Brandon is expecting more trash talk from Juliana Pena on Tough 30. I'm in front of you now. Open your mouth. Sheesh, I'm not going to read the whole thing. The two fighters that coach a season of The Ultimate Fighter usually have some level of animosity that create drama for reality TV. Brandon is expected several heated interactions with the woman that they thrown her UFC Bantamweight champion Juliana Pena when offered a spot on Tough 30, and said all the Brazilian heard was silent. Speaking recently in an MMA fighting podcast, Tucario Franca, Nunez admitted the prize with Pena change of stance compared to her social media posts and interviews when she went on to call Nunez high maintenance. Since Juliana was talking a lot, being the trash talker she is, I thought she would really bring that stuff. But it didn't go as I expected, said Nunez, who will rematch Pena at UFC 277 on July 30th. Talking about that, I believe tickets go on sale this Friday in Dallas. Tickets go on sale everywhere, but the event's going to take place in Dallas. It was cool, completely different. Who she really is, I don't know if she was faking it because it would air on TV and she doesn't want bad publicity. She's too much and everything full of... Juliana already. Imagine if she's the way she is, really is on tough. I think it wouldn't have been good for her. So I think she held back a bit. I'll just read these last two things. The Lioness also believes that, that meeting with your former and future opponent on a daily basis, especially one that's seen as one of the greatest fighters of all time, made Pena change her tone. I don't know if she was used to seeing me all the time, and that's why she pumped the brakes. On that stuff, Nina said, I even told her, don't you talk online? I'm right in front of you now. Open your mouth. But it's cool. Normally, I don't talk too much, but I asked her, what's up? That's what Tough is all about. It's a reality show, and people want drama. I even tried to poke at her a little bit to see if I could get something out of her, but I didn't get much. I didn't understand much of it. I really expected something completely different than what she was on the show. So basically... Juliana, either she's playing a good psychological game or just surprised Amanda, but this is going to be a good fight. I don't know what happened to Amanda the last training camp, but I believe something happened. I think she was feeling herself too much. This is my personal opinion. I believe she was feeling herself a little too much, and she thought she was going to run through Juliana. She doesn't have that this time. Juliana took her somewhere she didn't like and made her quit. So July 30th, we shall see it. Of course, the co-main event will be Brandon Moreno versus Kai Carr French for the UFC, you know, lightweight title. Because apparently, Davidson Figueredo has some sort of finger injury. Okay. Now, I don't have any more notes, but I don't want to let you go just yet. Bear with me for a minute. So, I just spoke about an interim belt, right? Did we not have an interim belt for the, the heavyweight title last year in August? And there's rumors of another one happening because Francis is hurt, right? So... I want to know 
and the fans are gonna be like, okay, this is enough. We don't need interim belt. You can just have the guys fight because the UFC does it for an aesthetic reason, right? They're gonna be like, oh, this guy's champion, that guy's champion. They gotta fight because they're both champions, so we gotta settle who the champion. That's a marketing tactic. How many interim belts are there in Bellator? In one. In well, boxing, they don't have any because if the champion can't fight, they just strip them. So, my point is, Bellator has one interim champion right now. But it's for good reason because Yamoslav Yamoslav is in Ukraine right now defending his country. My point is, the UFC does this interim belt thing so often. Like, look, they're doing the flyway one. I don't understand why. You could have just had these two guys fought and we would have been okay with it. You're rumored to do another heavyweight one because Francis is injured. Like, you're devalutizing the meaning of the belt. The only time I agreed with it is when they did it with Dominic Cruz because he was champion for like over a year and he couldn't fight. So they had Hen and Barad defending the belt and they just automatically stripped Dominic and made Hen and Barad the champion. Which is understandable, right? Because you go, well, this guy's defending and he's not the, the champion. How does this work? And then you had it when Connor won the belt from Jose. Like, he won it in October, right? And then he was going to fight for the lightweight belt again, like, three months later against Rafael Dos Anjos. And then that's when Rafael hurts himself. And then you get that fight with Nate. And then you lose to Nate. So you fight him a second time. But you didn't like the way the dates matched up, so you skipped out on the press conference and had the UFC move it a month later. So at the UFC 200, you had an interim featherweight belt. And then Jose ended up getting hurt. So they had another interim featherweight belt by the end of that year when Max Holloway fought Anthony Pettis. You see what I'm doing here? <laughs> and then they had Khabib fight Connor. Where he beats him, and then that whole thing with Khabib and Connor happened that Khabib gets suspended for X amount of months. But your answer to that was having it was originally supposed to be Tony, but that's when Tony was going through some problems. You had Dustin fight Max for the interim lightweight belt. You see what I'm saying here? And this is off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure there's more situations, but off the top of my head, this is what I'm coming out with. My point being is. These interim belts, they're devalutizing the title because they don't mean anything. Because unless the guy's really hurt, I just gave an example. There's only one interim belt outside the UFC that I could think of off the top of my head. And that's the welterweight belt because they don't know when almost Hub will be back. But like to me, these interim belts are like a toy. Like, well, we don't have a champion right now, so we're going to have to make a new one. Know what I mean? But that's all I got for you guys. It's a really short one. I do apologize. I'll have more next week. I do promise. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Had a great Memorial Day weekend. Have a good weekend coming up. Um, and then after this, we got Yuri Prochatska versus Glover Teixeira. Should be good. All right, deuces, guys. Peace.